Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. I want to talk just a few minutes before we have communion tonight about this, about altar work. Altar work. Now, altar services really began in the Spurgeon Moody era. That's when, that's when they would ask them to stand up if there was after the preaching, if someone would like to be, become a Christian, and they would take them and talk to them, and it, they began to stand up. Moody did not give an invitation on the night that Chicago burned, and, when she, and, and he, said, he said, I will never dismiss a service again without giving invitation for people to be saved because he just dismissed the service that night and the cow kicked the lantern over and the rest is history. It burned half of Chicago. And, uh, and a lot of Moody's, uh, he lost a lot in that fire himself. <clears throat> so he said he would never have another service without giving an invitation. We give an invitation here every service. I mean, if it's just for a moment, however the Lord leads me, or I might drag it out. I say the people drag it out. The Spirit drags it out. He, he, he draws and continues to do that. And when he does that, then we, we try to obey and say we're not stopping as of yet. But, but here's what's come to my attention. A lot of people come to the altar. They've come to the place where they've been convicted. Let me give you, let me give you just a, a, a little scripture tonight and and this is a Bible challenge. You'll know where it's at when I begin to read. And if you don't know, go home and find it. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, class A+. plus. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah say, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So with that being said, this is my go-to chapter. If you're in a service, if you're witnessing to someone outside the church walls, when I say altar service, it is not, it is not, I'm not confining it or, 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 or just considering altars inside a church. When I say altar work, that means that wherever you're at, whoever you're witnessing to, when the Spirit of God moves, listen, and unless he's moving, friend, they believe in vain. We're baptized by one spirit into one body. It takes the spirit of God to place us into the body of Christ. Now, you can throw your denomination out the window because it is about salvation. I said that in Sunday school this morning. It's about salvation. It is this. It is coming to the knowledge that you're lost without Christ and headed to a devil's hell. I'm afraid that, that, that we don't preach on hell enough. It is the influence of the church today is, is very little hell preached on. And if we believe this book, and I do, I have to believe that hell's as real as heaven. Amen. 
And, and I know you're going to run into modern day theologians that say hell is a word that is not in the original Bible true. Can't find hell in the original Hebrew or in the Greek. Hebrew being the Old Testament, Greek being the New. You can't find that word. But in the English language, they translated that the place of punishment forever as hell. It means to heal. Old English means to heal or to cover up. It's a place of the dead. But Jesus tells us from his own mouth in Luke 16 and starting in verse 19 about a rich man that died and in hell or the place of the dead, he lifted up his eyes and when he did, he was in torment. I don't know about you. There's enough tribulation in this world. I don't want torment when I leave here. So with that being preached, that being shared, people come by the faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. My friend Freddie Melton says we're seed sowers and water boys. That's all we are. We're sowing seed, pouring water on it, and God gives the increase. Are you with me? Now, let's just say, Brother Matthew, that you're speaking to someone about the Lord. And number one, conviction comes upon them. That only comes by and through the Holy Ghost. The natural man will not receive the things of God. It's foolishness to him. He don't think it. And, and here's the thing. We've made church today so it's comfortable for all. Thank God that my uncle, Joby Lyle Ledbetter, and preachers of yesteryear made it as uncomfortable on you as they could. When you come through the door, you knew that if you died without Christ, you was going to hell. And, you, and they preached it so much that we believed it. With that being said, and you've shared the word, but you don't share it abrasively. You don't, you don't share it as better than thou attitude you serve it like Christ served it with compassion and tears pity pity and mercy upon those that are dying and going to hell and when they when they when the when the conviction comes and the brokenness he saveth such at me of a what that's exactly right a plus so we have that and we're in that spot now what do we do now what we do? We have someone in a service, and I'm about to do this. I, I put Dennis in a, in, in, a, in a bad spot the other day. The Holy Ghost <clears throat> revealed something to me. And it's not that I'm choosing her over anyone else. I've just, I've just seen her work with people, and she knows what to say, and I should have called Kathy. I should have called you. But I had Dennis come and talk to her. She, she would have probably been more comfortable with her that's how that's what the spirit revealed to me but I use Dennis all the time I tend to come and pray because he he knows what to do when he gets there and, and, and if they're on that side I don't know why they always go to that side but if they go to that side I call him or over here I call Randy or brother Branch or one of them but they seem to always go to this side a bunch of lost people on this side is all I know <clears throat> well there ain't no people on very few people on this side maybe that's saying something we got to get these folks better. Now we've got them here. What are we going to do? 
Let me share something that I learned by experience. So we had someone that was, time and time again, they'd come to an altar. They'd come to an altar, and they'd get up, and we'd ask the question. We'd pray with them. They knew they was lost. And number one, you got to get them lost. They knew they was lost. Most of the time, when they make a, if they'll get up out of a congregation and come before a, a number of people and kneel down and, and want to pray, they know they're lost. And they'd come time and time again, and, and finally, they started to get up one day, and the Lord just, he just, I said, don't get up. And I went and got my Bible. And I said, read this out loud. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. I said, stop. Who is that? And they said, well, that's the Son of God. I said, you're telling me that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Yeah. I said, you believe that? Yeah, I believe it. I said, continue reading. And shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead. I said, hold it. What did Jesus do? Well, he died on the cross. I said, that's exactly right. Why did he die? For, sin, for, us, for my sins. You're in the right place. What happened after that? What happened on the third day? He said he got up. I said, you're telling me you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and died on a cross and got up the third day. They said, I believe it. I said, read that next line. Thou shalt be saved. I said, do you know what that means? And the light bulb came on. Their face illuminated. They said, that means I'm saved. I said, that's what it means. Just like that. I was in revival service one night. This old boy come. I preached all week to him. And I knew, I knew he needed something. He started in the back and just kept working his way forward. About that last night of revival, he's on the third row. And his, his girlfriend, shacked up, living, living together, sitting beside him. I'm preaching. Randy, conviction comes all over the house that night. People's praying. He gets up, becomes the altar. I grabbed my Bible, I run down there beside him. And I said, what did you come here to pray about? Why are you here? Why did you come forward? He said, he said, my grandma's sick. And I said, well, that's good to pray for sick relatives. I said, but since you're here on the altar anyway, are you a Christian? He started crying. He said, no. He said, I'm not a Christian. By that time, his girlfriend had come and joined us and was there. And he said, and she's not a Christian either. I said, well, let's, would you like to remedy that? Would you like to do something about that? He said, I really would, preacher. He said, but we're living together and we're not married. I said, you know what the solution is, don't you? Yeah, I need to marry her. Hello, Einstein. There's the solution. I said, let's get saved first, and God will fix the other things later. He said, will he save me right now? I said, are you sorry for your sin? He said, I really am. I turned around. She couldn't even talk. She's crying so hard. I, I, I just, look, 
Not my first night in the church house. I'm thinking, she already knows what her problem is. We pray. They call on the Lord. They know it didn't take that verse. They'd heard enough. They knew. They understood. They were under conviction because of their situation in their sin. They knew they was. They knew they needed to be saved. God gloriously saved them that night. Isn't that good? But that's, that's altar work. Somewhere, Randy and I were somewhere not long ago together. And someone comes to the altar and everyone just gathered around them and began to pray clueless of why they were there. Clueless. So I get my book and I wade right into the middle of it. And we need to know they've only been one person that wouldn't answer me when I asked them that question. And over all the years, there was one, there was a lady that would not, she wouldn't, she wouldn't answer. So I just left her to the sisters and got out of the way. But if I've ever asked them, what did you come and pray about, Mark? Only one time in, that I can recall did they not tell me. They'll tell you. If they come here and they get up and they come here, if they've come that far, they've come for a reason. They've come for a reason. So everybody in this room that's a Christian should be able to take this Bible, kneel down beside someone, and do altar work. You young guys as well. You may run into someone at school. They don't know what to do. They need to know how to be saved. You need to know how to tell them. Amen. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It is the word of God. It's knowing we're lost. Conviction comes. Call upon the name of the Lord. Conversion happens. That's a miracle of the Holy Ghost. Why would God take any of us and place into the body of his son? Figuratively speaking, not literally, but place in the body of Christ as the bride of the soon coming king. That's a miracle, Matthew. It's a miracle he'd take Mike McCoy. I'm just going to tell you, it's a miracle that he took you. And here's the miracle. He's still taking people. If you've never been saved, you need to be saved. If you're unsaved, this, listen, don't, don't drink condemnation to yourself tonight and take this supper if you're unsaved. If I'd, I'd go this far if it's unconfessed sin. I wouldn't, I'd, I'd just come confess my sin, take my supper. That's what I'd do. Anybody in this room besides me have to confess your daily sin? I'm not talking about getting saved every day. Just get born again one time. I'm talking about confess your sin. John 1, 9 is one of my favorites right there. Because he's faithful and just. So as Verena comes to the piano. But Tony, I think they're tagging you in as song leader tonight, my friend. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the Time of Truth.